welcome to another leadership podcast. Today we're talking Leadership 137 and classes in session. I'm your host, Frank Shelton, and uh, broadcasting live from Tennessee, the volunteer state. Uh, touchdown in Nashville, now rolling through Knoxville, and I'm speaking the next four days in Lenore City, Tennessee. I hope this podcast finds you well wherever you are, and I uh, just want to encourage you bloom where you're planted. Number two, I want to talk to you today about vision. Vision will help victory, but without a vision, the people perish. You know, have you ever noticed that Ray Charles and Ronnie Millsap and Stevie Wonder could pen some of the most poetic words? They spoke of love, and to be frank, I often have said that the irony is those three who are blind tend to see more clearly than those of us with vision. You know, my mentor, Dr. Johnny Hunt, said, if you don't see it before you see it, you'll never see it. And I really believe if you see it, you can achieve it. There was a college student who wrote a V on his dorm room door his freshman year. At first, some people thought that was odd. And some would occasionally ask what it stands for. And college kids, being college kids, were more consumed with the king of beers than the king of kings, would joke, yeah, I think it means he's a virgin. And everybody would laugh. And then some would joke that it meant Victoria's Secret and he doesn't have a girlfriend and you know it was one thing after another someone said his sophomore year no it probably means Virginia he lives in New Jersey's and winners live in Virginia I mean it was just always something he just humbly nodded and didn't say a word and junior year the antagonists continue to criticize because that's what some people do they only critique because they can't create say that again. I'm going to rewind it and buy the tape myself. This is free, but costly if you miss it. Senior year rolled around. He had heard it all. They had teased him. And uh, finally, his senior year, he graduated as the valedictorian. What no one knew then, but saw now, was every day when he was coming and going, the V was to remind him of his goals. He had an assignment. He had a calling. He was ambitious. And you can't always let the people around you hold you down. Uh, I remember Walt Disney birthed Disneyland in Anaheim. If there ever was a visionary, he was one of them. He died before the grand opening of Disney World in Orlando with the world media assembly and his wife in the front row at the ground breaking and grand opening of Disney World in Florida. A reporter stuck a mic in Mrs. Disney's face and almost arrogantly said, Mrs. Disney, it's a shame that your husband Walt wasn't here to see this on this historic day. And Mrs. Disney, without missing a beat, said, I beg your pardon, my husband Walt saw this day a long, long time ago. Uh, I had a meeting with an ambassador of November of 2018, 
and I was in New York City. We had just been at the United Nations. He has an office on the 21st floor. He gave me the VIP tour of the UN, and uh, what an honor it is to talk about leadership and life and how we can help humanity. Um, anyone could be an armchair quarterback, but victory is getting in the game. And I told the ambassador at lunch, it was just four people at a table, myself, my nine-year-old son at the time, and my dear friend, who's the chairwoman and the personal assistant to the ambassador. And I said, sir, I see the seven continents. And as if I was trying to tell the ambassador something he didn't know, he said, yes, sir, I see them too. And I said, no, I see these clouds of jet streams going back and forth the seven continents and his eyes got real big and I said sir in my years working for Congress I knew that there was a mission trip called CODELS Congressional Delegation where they may take the majority leader or the Speaker of the House and maybe a couple freshman members of Congress and they would fly a delegation overseas to represent the U.S. but build relationships with foreign nationals and heads of state and other governments. We believe with friendship and relationship equals partnership. And uh, if you don't have those threes, you might as well get a battleship because you end up going to war. I've always thought love is greater than hate. And I said, I know of the congressional delegation. My boss used to fly on one, but these jet streams I see, sir, is not a congressional delegation, but a civic and Christian delegation. And he put his fork down, and that's when I knew we had him. I said, the jet stream, I believe, is planes crisscrossing the continents, bringing hope and help to hurting humanity. I used to be a spokesperson for Compassion Air International, and they flew me to Guatemala. And I walked in dirt floor houses Guatemala City and saw 12 people living in a one-bedroom house with no stove and roosters and chickens coming in and out because there were no front doors. I saw kids and barefoot playing on top of trash mounds looking for food and it was just horrific. Um, sick to my stomach to think about the poverty today but also on staff for five years with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association in the past. I really believe if you put Compassion, or Compassion International and the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association in a blender, what could happen is we could bring relief by day, but bring revival at night. I believe when you give hope by day, they can see a little bit of heaven by the time you leave. We would bring water and food and clothes and resources and educational and train school teachers and maybe bring dentists and doctors to help with hygiene and health problems and really just coming to give and not get. We all win when we bless others. And um, I said, in my years with government and also with the heart for God, we can bring the secular and the spiritual. We can bring politicians and pastors together. We can do things together, roll up our sleeves, get dirt in our fingernails and be part of the solution, not continue to be content with the problem. And I really, shared with him my heart and he was impressed I don't even recall if he finished his meal and then they asked me if I could assemble 50 leaders to come to the UN two months later and I knew we were on to something when I had 72 friends show up uh, or actually lined up before the first meeting and yes 
it's one thing to Jesus feed 5,000, but he often went to dinner at 12. And, uh, and be careful as you're growing your group. Remember this. I've written a couple books, but the new book that been birthed in me is on betrayal. And the subtitle is Even Jesus Had a Judas. If there was one that would betray him with 12, you know, you start running 50 and 100 and 250 and 1,000 and a million. Wow. Just you wonder how many devils are in your midst. But having said that, I, a couple months prior, I had seen an interview, a documentary on television, CBN News, was hosting this gentleman by the name of Everett Aaron in Texas, and he was going to be the founder of the world's first Christian airlines. It was called Judah One, and uh, he had a vision to take church groups and pastors and missionaries and church planners and just caring citizens nationally and globally to help humanity, and something resonated in me. And other than me trying to reach out to my wife to ask for a date, I don't know if I ever moved so quick in my life. I uh, just knew in my spirit I had to try to track this guy down. Uh, I had worked briefly internal affairs in the U.S. Capitol Police. My dad graduated from the FBI. Uh, the lead Secret Service agent in the Baltimore field office said I would have made an amazing special agent with the Secret Service. I had to do some investigating on my own. I reached out to him. And faster than a Ferrari was saying, we got to meet. I'd like to meet with you. And I could not connect with them and uh, never heard back from them. But I just gave it to God and just trust in his timing it'd work out. And uh, remember, Rome wasn't built in a day. And don't throw in the towel the first week if things don't materialize. If you have vision, you're going to cling to it. You're going to believe it. I love where someone said, write the vision down, make it plain, wait for it. Though it tarry, it will come to pass. And uh, remember, vision plus values equal victory. And uh, I was invited to go to Tampa, Florida in January of 2019. I bought my own flight, flew in there, and uh, I had spoken there before. It's one of my favorite places to connect. And uh, But that year, I wasn't on the platform. That year, I wasn't on the poster. And I was tempted to stay back but here's a word if you have to be on the platform if you have to be on a poster if the microphone has to be in your hand if you cannot sit and learn you're not going to be a leader much longer and the interesting thing is I went I took copious notes and uh, leaders are learners they're also readers and I was invited that afternoon to go to a invite-only VIP private lunch. There's 1,500 in the room, but only 75 was invited to the private lunch. And I went to the lunch. I'm sitting at a signed table with my name on the banquet table. It almost looked like the White House. It was just over the top, done with class. And I accidentally dropped my fork and it went to my left side of my shoe as I was reaching to pick it up, my left knee under the table hit the man sitting next to me, and it was a little awkward. And uh, I'm already in my mind trying to think, how do I politely tell this man that I'm not playing footsies or touching him with my knee, because that's not how we roll. And uh, I, as I'm looking down to get the fork, I lock eyes with him, and I realize it's the man 
who's I've been trying to reach, who's the founder of the airlines. He's sitting right next to me. We had lunch together, dinner together, breakfast together, four days in a row. I would have missed it all if I allowed pride because I wasn't on the platform keep me from going. And not only did I need a word to learn, I was getting the kingdom connection I desperately was hoping for. And at one of those meals, I looked at him and I said, is it possible that you can meet me at the United Nations for a leadership roundtable? And the funny thing is, is I'm asking the man that owns an airline, can he get from Dallas to New York? And he laughed and goes, I think I can pull it off. And I told him over a meal, you're the jet stream that I see. You're the one who's going to fly the delegation and crisscross the nations. So I would not have seen it if I didn't see it advance. And I want to challenge you, vision and values equal your victory. Both of them are the oars that row your boat. If you only have vision but no values, you're either going to go in circles and never reach your destination or you will shipwreck. You need both. You need a vision, but you need values to get you victory. I want you as a leader or an entrepreneur, as a CEO, as a life coach, as a teacher, as a preacher, but as a reacher, reassess where you're at. How is the integrity of your employees? How is the integrity of your foundation? How is the integrity of you? Because if you are disarray at the top, the bottom will be a problem. But if you lead by example, if you live well, if you love well, I'm telling you, things will be in harmony. So I just want to challenge you today. Write the vision down. What are you hoping to see? Where are you hoping to go? What are you hoping to accomplish? And the final word is, if you don't see it before you see it, you'll never see it. And even Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder and Ronnie Melsap can see better than most. Let's learn from those who are blind. I'm Frank Shelton. Don't forget to subscribe to our past and can't wait to impart truth to you next week in our next Leadership Podcast.